As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. I think that eventually you just have to pull the trigger. You can analyze and analyze, but everything has risks. And I think you need to understand those risks and then ask the questions. What are you doing to mitigate the risk? Best ever listeners, where are you going to be on February 22nd and 23rd? I am visualizing that you're going to be in Denver, Colorado, because that's where the best ever conference is. And that's when it is February 22nd, 23rd. Go to besteverconference.com and even put in take five. So you get 5% off your ticket. So that is T-A-K-E and the number five whenever you purchase your ticket. And buy now because ticket prices go up weekly. So go to besteverconference.com. You can read all about the conference, the agenda, the speakers. We've got an incredible speaker list focused on commercial real estate. So that includes five plus units if you're in multifamily. And you're going to get a lot of value from this conference. Go to besteverconference.com. It's the third time we've done it. It improves every year and we have raving reviews. I'm not just saying it. Ask people who have attended every year. Besteverconference.com. Enter Take5, T-A-K-E-5 when you purchase your ticket and get an extra 5% off. Ticket price is going up weekly, so get it today. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into... Any of that fluffy stuff with us today, Holly Williams. How you doing, Holly? I'm doing great, Joe. How about yourself? I am doing great as well. And holy Happy mo- New Year. Happy New Year, yes. And episode fifty five is when we did our interview the first time you're on the show. That is so long ago. That's so many episodes ago. So here's what we're gonna do. Usually I do a skill set Sunday or situation Saturday with returning guests, but It's been so long. I mean, you were the 55th interview guest on the show. We're just going to normal episode. So best ever listeners, if you recognize Holly, then props to you because you have probably listened to every single episode since you listened to episode 55. And just as a refresher, in case you haven't checked out episode 55, which is titled Creative Alternative to Just Renting Out Your House, we talked about a lease option that she did with a home that she owned. Holly is a passive investor with a passion for helping others 
passively invest and keep more of their money. She's a founder of MQ Ventures and a partner in over $100 million in multifamily communities. And she's based in New York City. You can learn more about what she does in her company at keepmore.com. So with that being said, Holly, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Sure, Joe. So I had single-family home investing experience, as was episode 55. We had a four-family house in Brooklyn. We've done a couple of single-family homes in other markets, Texas, whatever. So I think that's how you and I met each other, was through mutual friends in Texas and a board that we're on together and, and all of that. So I've always known that real estate investing was a good thing. But I had this career in advertising that I liked. And I've bumbled around for 1990. I came here to New York City and never left. And I met my husband and we have a daughter and eventually sold my Manhattan apartment and moved to Brooklyn. So I've had real estate back and forth. But I had this career and I did everything that you're supposed to do. We all have a map on how the world's supposed to be. And my map was to go to school, do well, get a job, have a kid, get married, whatever, not necessarily in that order. And then I was also taught to buy real estate, but it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of work to buy to invest in real estate. It's tough to get started. If you have a full-time job, something usually has to give, especially if you've Got a job like I had where I was traveling all over the place. And I was really happy and did okay, right? Did pretty well. And it was really you. And I have to credit you. And then I try to give it back and share what I know now because you freely shared. I guess we learned a lot together <laughs> in some of it. But you gave me an opportunity to kind of help you get going. So I invested with you. It's so funny because my investors today say, Holly, I'm just doing this because of you. I trust you. I don't understand, you know, and I'm like, listen, you got to understand this. And you say, well, I understand it, but I'm just not sure. I'm scared, blah, 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 blah. And they understand it cognitively, but they almost think it's too good to be true because we're programmed to think otherwise, right? Mm -hmm. And we're programmed to be given a set amount of choices for investments. So when you came to me and said, Holly, I'm going to buy an apartment complex. I was like, whatever, go for it. So I invested in that with you and began to learn about this. And then you called me one day and said, I'm going to buy another one. And you helped me raise some money. And I thought it would be so easy. That's it. I thought that everybody would understand because I know a lot of people with a lot of money from my career. And I thought, oh, I'll make a few phone calls. Oh my goodness. Because that's when it really dawned on me that I wasn't the only one that didn't understand this. I wasn't the only high-earning professional. I didn't even know what an accredited investor was, and I was one. And there was just a lot that I did not know. So the more I began talking about what I was doing, the more people just didn't get it. They thought it was too good to be true is what I've heard so many times. And the reason it's probably too good to be true is because in a way we're bypassing Wall Street. So the framework that most of us, or at least I'll talk about myself, were brought up in is to invest in mutual funds, let professionals handle it, and all of that. And basically they're taking cuts all the way down the line. And we are conditioned, at least I am conditioned, to believe 
that my six, seven percent is good. Matter of fact, I'm ecstatic about my six, seven percent, or I used to be. Now I know that there are other ways that you can do things. Now, that said, I'm still in other investments. You shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket, but this has changed my life. And I was able to quit my job about three months ago. And I focus now on helping people get providing access to some of these. I know of you, of course, and I've been totally immersed in this for about the last three, four, five years. And the more I meet, I know what a good deal looks like. I know how to evaluate. I know what questions to ask. And I've learned all of this over the last little while, just networking and talking to people that were smarter than me, including yourself. And it's a great thing. So that's what Keep More is all about because I was working like crazy. So all this stuff kind of happened at one time. You started doing this once you start making a little money, and I'm 56 years old. So anybody that lives in New York City in much else than a third floor walk up with three roommates is an accredited investor. There's a good chance that you are, right? And we pay taxes like crazy, and we get these five 1099s or whatever on our stocks and stuff. And it says, woohoo, you made $8,000. Woohoo, you made – but we're paying capital gains taxes on all this whenever we get this. I didn't snap to this, and I'm a smart person. I'm not that smart, but I'm pretty smart. And when I got a 1099 that said, congratulations, you've made $65,000 – on these mutual funds, and because you're in this tax hell that you live in in New York City, you owe $30,000 in capital gains on this $65,000 gain. And I'm like, wait, whoa, hold the phone. I didn't take $65,000 out. I don't have $65,000. You're saying I made $65,000, but I don't have it. And that is what happens in mutual funds. They're buying and selling stocks, and they're making money all the way around. It says maybe, oh, I've got 0.75 expense ratio and all that. Read the fine print. People tell me that PPMs for passive real estate investing, people tell me that, oh, it's scary. It tells you all the horrible things that can go wrong. Are you kidding me? Any mutual fund? Forget it. You'll never invest in another one. You can't even find them. You have to ask for the <laughs> They give you the summaries online, and they're about 150 pages. And if you ask them, they send you this inch-thick thing, the terms and conditions in a mutual fund. So I'm not against them. I'm still in them, all that stuff. But I know now a lot more than I knew then, and I know now that I don't understand. I thought I did because I could tell you about P&E ratios and stuff. I thought that I understood the stock market. But at the end of the day, I really don't. Apple went down today, right? I don't understand all of what the trade agreements, what the impact is on Apple's business. I don't understand their margins. I don't understand the worldwide share of cell phones. I'm not in that business. So I don't know enough to invest mm -hmm. in there. In real estate, I know. I've been there. I know the pitfalls. I know what we're doing to mitigate the risks. I don't know that we're going to make five times the thing. I don't know what the return is, but I can tell you that capital preservation, when you're buying for cash flow, I can tell you what happened to rent in 2008 and in Class B properties like we focused on it. They did not go down, and most of the time they went up. That $65,000 gain on the mutual fund, 
I hadn't heard about that. So you didn't cash out that mutual fund, and that's why you oh. got 55K? You just had to pay $30,000 out of pocket? Yeah, and- because he was buying and selling. Uh, I'm telling you, and they all do that. We just don't know it. Look, I can't tell you, Joe, the number of people I've told that story to. And they've come back and said, listen, I looked at my taxes last year. And you know what? I paid capital gains taxes on 20 grand on a mutual fund that was outside of an IRA. It's crazy. I don't believe that these financial advisors come to work and say, I'm going to screw over my clients. I really don't. I think that their blueprint is the same as ours. They don't know that there are other opportunities. A lot of my investors want to do what I'm doing and tell all their friends, right? And I was on a call recently, and this person was a real estate professional. They were a realtor. And they'd been a realtor for like 20 years in New Jersey. They had no idea that this existed. Not a clue. Or the ins and outs or how it worked or anything. Not a clue. It's amazing. When you're speaking to investors who aren't familiar with it, what are some of the questions that you typically get? They believe it's a REIT, first of all. How is this different from a REIT? They ask, how do you manage the apartment if you're not in Dallas or not in Tennessee or wherever the property is? How do you manage that? Why doesn't everybody do this? What's your answer to that one? Oh, that's the best. I told my <laughs> CPA. I said, for the love of God, why didn't you tell me about this? My first account, I switched accountants, but even my new accountant didn't tell me, really. It was, I knew it. And he said, Holly, they're not available. They're not something that is offered. You have to know someone. You have to have a relationship with the person that has one of these. So, Only my friends and family and people I know can even participate. And then on top of that, you have to be an accredited investor, which is an entirely other conversation, which I could talk a long time on that too. But the point is, is that this is private money. And this is what the uber wealthy people are doing. And God love you and God love all the people that are really doing this because I feel it's my duty to tell people that I love. Because I watched my parents. You see the stock market right now. It's crazy, right? So if you're in the stock market, I don't care how safe. As a matter of fact, I moved some of my daughter's 529 money over a while ago, about a year ago, because I had a feeling this thing was going to go. And I moved it to something, quote unquote, very safe. It's down. She's still going to college, so don't worry. My point is, is that if you are relying on the stock market to live on when you're retired. Remember, I'm 56, right? If you're relying on that for income, it's awesome if it's up, but it's not so awesome if it's down. And you can't live, or at least me, they tell you, oh, you're going to not spend as much money in retirement. I don't know about anybody else, but that's not true for me. And you don't need as much money. Of course you do. I watched my parents and it's a crock. And I watched them die in 2010 and 2011 while the stock market was down. And I watched them have to withdraw from their portfolios. And they probably in 2008 had half a million dollars. And when they died was pretty darn close 
to where I was giving them a lot of money too. And to see that and to see how hard they worked all their lives and to see because of the timing, that's what happened. And what is so amazing about this is that your principal can grow, but you get income from it. So through the course of rolling over and avoiding taxes, I've been able to pretty much make enough money to more than pay my bills. So I'm focusing now on spreading the word and making a little income to replace that now. So that's what I do. And then that's working out quite well. I'm having a great time with it. So I just suspect just in the last three or four months of doing this full time and taking the advice of really smart people that I've surrounded myself with, I've been able to really jumpstart my business. And I feel like I'm doing some good in the world, actually. I really do. Based on your experience in real estate, starting out as a passive investor and now being a general partner on deals, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? I think that eventually you just have to pull the trigger. You can analyze and analyze, but everything has risks. And I think you need to understand those risks and then ask the questions, what are you doing to mitigate the risk? You ask your financial advisor what they're doing to mitigate the risks, they can't answer that. So eventually you just have to, it takes a leap of faith. Everyone is afraid, not everyone, but at least me. And I think that you have to just trust that you know more than you think you know. And if you're dealing with good people that have the same sort of life framework, There are bad deals that you can invest in in real estate syndication. There are people that are doing it different ways than I like to do it. So you got to get with like-minded people that have the same goals because that's what it's about. You can do fix and flips. You can buy stranded properties that need a doctor that go in and stabilize them. And you can build ground up construction. You can do a lot of different things. And I don't know enough about that to invest in it. And I'm not sure I would because it's riskier than I like to do. I'm not comfortable with it, especially at the age that I'm at. We're going to do a lightning round. And the age most of my investors are because I talk to people like me. We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Best ever listeners, best ever conference. That's where you want to be, February 22nd and 23rd in Denver, Colorado. Put in the code TAKE5, T-A-K-E, and the number 5 to get an extra 5% off. Ticket prices go up weekly, so buy it today, besteverconference.com. You can read all about the conference at the website, all about the speakers. You can read about them and what you will experience when you're there, besteverconference.com. Best Ever listeners, we have launched bestevercauses.com. That's bestevercauses.com. We profile a nonprofit or a cause that is near and dear to our heart, get the word out about their cause and also donate money towards their cause. If you'd like to, one, learn more about the causes that we're profiling, we do one a month, then go to bestevercauses.com. And if you want to suggest a cause that we profile that is near and dear to your heart, then go to bestevercauses.com. And there's a little form at the bottom of the page where you can submit one and we'll check it out. All right, Holly, best ever book you've recently read? Recently read. I would say never split the difference. Everybody read it, but I did too. It's good. What's something that you've implemented in your business from that book? I 
think just to shut up. And I haven't done that in this interview, but... Well, I'm interviewing you. (laughs) (laughs) I I would hope you would shut up. Good. All right. What's the best ever deal that you've done? Well, my Manhattan apartment was a good one, and that's not a syndication. But I would say the best one I've done is the first one that you called me on, and you were trying to raise money. And I try to do what I say I'm going to do. It's important to me to do that. So I told you I was going to raise some money, and I didn't. It was harder than I thought, man. These people, like, oh, my God, talking to a friend. You sold your last company for $350 million. What is wrong with you? Why are you afraid to do this? So now this person's on board, but he wasn't four years ago or whatever. So I put a lot of money into that first deal, and it was the best thing I could have ever done with that money. What's a mistake you've made since you've gone full-time in this business? I think every mistake that I've made has been more of non-action rather than action. Mm. And I don't even know if it's a mistake. We do what we do when we're ready to do it and when we feel comfortable to do it. I tell investors all the time, don't do this if you're feeling it. If you're going to stay up at night worrying about it, don't do it. It's more of a non-action. And I, again, and I don't think I'm unique, you're smarter than you think. At the end of the day, there are so many people smarter than me. And if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. But I really do kind of know what I'm talking about. And it's more believing that and internalizing that. Mm -hmm. And I think that just getting myself in the right framework, because we are given this blueprint for how life is. And you're not supposed to leave a high-paying executive job. You're not supposed to do that. That blueprint is outdated because it really was okay for me to do that. But it's amazing how I was afraid, even though cognitively I knew what the answers were, mm-hmm. I was still afraid to do it. Best ever way you'd like to give back? I think just sharing. There's a lot of different ways, but I honestly believe that what I'm doing, providing access to these types of investments to people, I try to give back what I've been taught freely. So that's really the way I give back. I'm beginning to get involved with some things. Time-wise, I used to have more money than time. And now I've got a little more time. So check with me about a year from now and see what I'm doing time-wise. But I donate just to a lot of things. What's the best way the best ever listeners can learn more about what you got going on? Keepmore.com. That's really my mantra. I was paying way too much tax. And it's not that people are like being like, I don't want them to know because I want to hog it all myself, but they don't want you to know because they want to hog it all themselves, right? Because <laughs> uh, nobody would pay taxes. Well, Holly, I love the passion. You speak with conviction because it's a personal story. It's one that you have experienced firsthand. You've seen the benefits of investing in the type of deals that we put together and that mutual fund tax thing, that's crazy to be taxed on money that you don't have in your bank account because it's still in a mutual fund, but you're still getting taxed on it. That's insanity. I'm putting together a presentation and I have that 1099 and I have the tax return on how much capital gain taxes I pay. It's really true. Thanks for sharing your story. Great catching up with you again. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Joe. Best Ever listeners, we have launched bestevercauses.com. That's bestevercauses.com. 
we profile a nonprofit or a cause that is near and dear to our heart, get the word out about their cause, and also donate money towards their cause. If you'd like to, one, learn more about the causes that we're profiling, we do one a month, then go to bestevercauses.com. And if you want to suggest a cause that we profile that is near and dear to your heart, then go to bestevercauses.com. And there's a little form at the bottom of the page where you can submit one and we'll check it out.